This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and a channel and uh, an author, and obviously I'm on the radio here. This is... um, uh, I'm looking forward to doing this show. I also want to just be really clear for all of you tuning in. You know, we're about to have a Mercury retrograde, and I put a blog post up that kind of covers the basics of my blog, uh, tdjacobs.com forward slash blog. You know, tech issues can abound and schedules can change and miscommunications happen. So I just want to alert you to that and also um, be clear that you don't have to, you know, lose your head about it. Just be patient, take a deep breath and, and be willing to kind of read between the lines of what should be happening, what needs to happen. Uh, so that's my preface for you know, for the next uh, few weeks for you, since this is the last show before the retrograde. A couple of announcements before I introduce my guest. Um, this Sunday, I'll be in Venice, California, doing a, a live interactive workshop at Mystic Journey Bookstore on uh, Abbott Kinney. It's called Meet Your Soul. And I'm excited because I love doing the interactive thing. I, I love teaching and doing a talk and, you know, giving a lecture. But this is going to be some talking and then interacting with the audience. So if you're in the L.A. area, I would love to see you come out from noon to 2 p.m. at Mystic Journey on Abbott Kinney uh, for the workshop. Uh, and I'm also available afterwards to sign books and, and chat with people. So, so come on out and say hi and, uh, and come out and play with me and uh, we'll have a good time. And I'll introduce you to what your soul is here to do and kind of puts life in a certain kind of perspective, which is, which is fascinating and, and deepens self-understanding, which is what I'm all about. Uh, November 10th, uh, second announcement, transforming self-channeling event. The first one was incredible. And uh, people are still buying the MP3, which you can get through tdjacobs.com. A 90-minute event to um, uh, channel the Ascended Master Jehudi, also known as Thoth and St. Germain. And also Archangel Metatron, who, as, uh, he's a guide of mine as he comes through as uh, Archangel Serial with a different name. But anyway, really deep energy work and consciousness shifts. And on my site, uh, you can read from the last event uh, about uh, the profound effects that, that about a half, half dozen people with me about. So that's November 9th, and that's going to be uh, good. Last announcement, uh, Lilith webinar, part of the Astrology uh, at the Edge of Consciousness series. And my guest tonight, Adam Ellenboss, is the person who uh, thought this up and is hosting it, as well as is doing his own event on March 22nd. We're going to talk about that. Um, and uh, you can sign up through my site. There's a link on my homepage, or you can look up Evolve or Learning Labs or go through Adam's site, uh, nightlightastrology.com. And uh, it's going to be five different topics talking about consciousness. And that's kind of what we're going to do today on the show. Uh, so let me just welcome Adam to the show. Are you there? Yes. Great. Thank you for joining me. Thanks. I'm here. Yeah. Great. So, so again, I said Adam's on the web at nightlightastrology.com, uh, and he uh, founded it. He's also a yoga teacher, uh, and and 
there's a really strong Neptune story uh, with Adam, and, and he has graciously agreed to share his birth data. Uh, so I'll be giving you his, his chart in a, in a minute after we talk. Um, but you, I'm kind of going to skip a little introduction and kind of just ask you to kind of do that with us. Um, I'd love to tell for you to, to share how you got started in astrology, and, and and I know that there were some seminal events that kind of woke you up to things. But you know, can you just give us an idea of how you got into astrology in the first place? Right, right, sure. So, I guess it was back in 2005. I was in graduate school studying creative writing and English, and um, I crafted uh, independent study in travel writing so that I could justify a, a, a trip to the Amazon to drink okay. ayahuasca. Okay. Yeah. And so you did that, and... Right. So, uh, <laughs> right. so I, I went to the Amazon and yeah. um, started working with ayahuasca, and over the course of, you know, five, six, seven years, just mm-hmm. the, the, the whole... Um, gamut of different practices from yoga to astrology just sort of slowly started opening up through those um, ritual participation that I that I took place in down there. Yeah, great. So I'd love to, to state it now so people can can pull up your chart because we're uh, I, I love doing shows about living in life in a positive way, giving you know listeners an idea of Neptune. That's not you know this kind of generic. A prescriptive thing that says, well, things are murky, or you might be confused. You know, actually doing something Neptunian, it, it does change our consciousness. And so I, I love giving people an idea of that. So Adam uh, was born uh, July 16th, 1981, 2.32 a.m. in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm going to repeat it. July 16, 1981, 2.32 a.m. in Lexington, Kentucky. And you know, a lot of people who listen to this on a regular basis are studying astrology or practicing, or and so they can follow along in the chart. So your your chart, uh, just do this for a few minutes. Your chart kind of screams a real a real out Neptune story because you have these two yods, and Neptune is involved in each of them, and um, Chiron is the finger of one of them, Chiron in the twelfth in Neptune's house. So one of the things I wanted to ask you is, uh, you know. If it wasn't going to be this, it would have been something else. You know, if it wasn't the, the ceremonies in ayahuasca, something about consciousness for you was going to have to, you know, was going to have to break. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Just all that pressure on Neptunian. So what I wanted to, to ask you was, you know, what kinds of Neptunian things were you interested in or did you find yourself doing before you, you started with this? Mostly, um, sort of Pentecostal and charismatic um, Christianity, evangelical, oh. uh, the evangelical scene. Yeah, I grew up a preacher's kid, so um, I was just immersed in the in the church world growing up. Right, perfect. That's that's perfect because um, uh, I don't want to put down any. There is a a thing about a lot of people do seek religion to find. You know, a direct experience of um, a direct experience of divinity, or, or a direct contact with the divine, or whatever is perceived as you know. And so, lots of times when we do that, if it's a if it's a ninth house journey, and your moon is in the ninth house, to be fair, you know, but if it's a ninth right. house journey, sometimes we really feel at home 
in those in those places. Um, but with twelfth house journey or Neptunian journey, usually you know the lid has to get taken off our conception of what's happening, and then we get that kind of ex- you know exploded view in some way. Not that everybody has a dramatic experience, but I know I did. I I, I um. I moved from the coast doing kind of um, very logical-oriented office work, and then I just knew in my gut I was moving to L.A. there, and the lid kind of got taken off, you know, my my upper two chakras, and and everything changed in that way. So for me, it was like a, a geographical shift mm-hmm. that triggered it. But but anyway, something had to happen, you know, something right. Neptunian had to ch- change. So yeah so did you think you were gonna like what did you think you wanted to um be when you grew up like when you were a kid in that in that um, in that space you know it's it's funny because i i vacillated between um different things i mean i think it was always either an artist um or a musician mm-hmm. or a uh or a preacher like my dad you know yeah 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 the the chiron for you i just have to say um when when I find something that's just you know a few degrees above the horizon in the twelfth, sometimes it um, it kind of seems a lord over dart and kind of unconsciously um, just really be really active and because it's in the twelfth we might not always know where it is but because it's connected to the ascendant it's actually very loud and so weird combination sometimes um, and so for you the Chiron thing difference uniqueness you know going your own way. Um, I mean, if you had focused on art, you would have been unique. If you had focused on what any, anything, it would have had to have, you know, developed into your own unique vision and voice. Um, so here you are doing astrology, but in a unique way with unique perspective. The kind is, you know, real is really there. It's really um, front and center. Right. You know, in, in one of the great stories about Chiron that I like to tell, is I. When I was in college, I broke my. I was in, you know, I was in a Baptist college, and I was really going mm-hmm. down that kind of evangelical or, or Pentecostal path, I guess you could say. And then I, mm-hmm. I had a serious injury. I broke my arm and paralyzed my left hand. And um, actually, because I went through that injury, I started hanging out off campus. Um, I just lost all desire to participate in the Christian social life. Mm-hmm. And then I left that environment and started hanging out with friends of mine who went to the University of Minnesota and were more, you know, killer. And I started smoking pot. And um, and and then I started actually um, getting high before I went to the Pentecostal world. So there's an injury that really kind of set the, you know, for having an alternate experience of consciousness within a sacred uh, right. space you know right <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that works it had to happen and one way or, that's what i mean one way or another you would have found your way through to a unique direct experience you know and the other thing is that um you know people can tell what is holy but when it comes down to the two yards involving neptune and, you, know, you you can't you know you can't escape actually somehow even if you weren't craving it but you probably were but just because the nature of a yod kind of you know uh, puts such a focus on the finger of the yod the planet that's being pointed at you know well the people call it the finger of God because it feels like you know someone in charge is pointing at you to go do this thing <laughs> that's what it can feel like um, 
and so for you, like it had to happen anyway. So I, I just found that I just find that fascinating because you know um, the the ayahuasca, the um, doing astrology, doing you know meditation and yoga and all these things are Neptunian things that that you're working with and combining. I do want to make sure that we mention um, uh, your book uh, that you published several years ago about your experience. Can you just tell us a little about that? Oh, sure. It's called Fishers of Men, the Gospel of an Ayahuasca Vision Quest. And uh, it's a memoir. It's a literary memoir. I wrote it during my um, my MFA program. But, you know, it's it's uh, it, it kind of weaves the narrative between ayahuasca experiences would put me back within the context of, of memories from my life and doing the, the healing work of looking memory. And, and uh, like, you know, so many of us do when we start on any spiritual path, a lot of it starts with excavation of our childhood or, mm-hmm. or whatever. So it really, it really, the, the visionary narrative complements that the memoir uh, thread of the book. And so the two kind of work together in that way. Great. And where can people get it? Um, you can get it on Amazon. Um, I, I don't think you can find it as easily at Barnes and Noble as you could when it first came out. So you probably have to go on Amazon now to get it. Okay, great, great. Um, so, so astrology out of consciousness. Um, where do the this is a five part webinar series uh, that you invited me to be part of? That it starts on October twenty second and goes for five weeks. Where did the idea come from? Um, well, you know, I've been writing for this web magazine called Reality Sandwich for uh, quite some time now. And, um, you know, I work with their Learning Lab series, and they just said, well, wh- you know, why don't you do something with astrology? Mm-hmm. And I just thought, well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't really want to do like an introductory course. What I really want to do is bring in some of the most cutting edge, um, thinkers that I can to address kind of emerging topics. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I loved um, your your work on Lilith. I thought it was fantastic. I love Eric mm-hmm. Francis and Planet Waves and his work with some of the minor planets and mm-hmm. Linda Hill on the Sabian symbols, Patricia Walsh, who's definitely a, a, a evolutionary colleague of both of ours uh, mm-hmm. coming in to talk about reincarnation. Just And I'm to talk about um, ayahuasca and astrology, and so I think it's a, it's a cool, interesting, eclectic mix of speakers who will be presenting over this series. Yeah, and the and you know the idea of um, astrology at the edge of consciousness. Now, what you know your topic, the ayahuasca and astrology, that's very obviously that. Um, and then you have the past life thing, the reincarnation thing that Patricia's going to do, and that you know that brings in this you know a, a different uh, facet of what it means to be at the edge of consciousness. And the, like for me, the Lilith thing. When we really truly get down into our lower two chakras and and are able to, I don't want to, my gosh, the words in my head are reap and harvest, whatever. But the wisdom of you know the natural world that comes through as Lilith, you know, with this information that can come through our lower chakras, alters consciousness because our minds are no longer, you know. Uh, doing this or that, they're working in concert with our bodies and our whole being. So it's a very interesting five different takes on astrology of consciousness or the evolution of it. Um, uh, Linda was here. Linda was here a, a couple of years ago in Tucson to do a workshop, and, and uh, uh, I had the opportunity to hang out with her and, and trade readings with her. And and that was um, that actually watching her. So I'm encouraging people to sign up for this thing, but watching. Her work with the symbols in a very flowing way. I mean, I said to her, "You are so intuitive," and she says, "Well, I use the symbols." And I'm like, "No, I'm watching you. <laughs> you know, like I'm watching you do this, and watching the different layers of." 
So I'm really excited to be a part of that, and uh, I'm really looking forward to 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 hearing all the hearing all the talks. Yeah, it's selfish a little bit. I like to do these uh, talks too, kind of not as regularly as you here with the radio show. But when I do these series, it's like in part I just invite the people that I want to learn from. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely. Well, that's why I bring. That's why I have guests on the show because I want to hear. And you can you can hear um you know me getting my selfish needs met with. Wait a minute. Tell me about that. I always wanted to ask you. You know whatever. So, so we're right. gonna take the first break and then come back. Conversation with Adam Allen Boss from Nightlight Astrology. Uh, this is Tom Jacobs on the Soul's Journey. We'll be right back. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred, and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Hi, my name is Cameron Steele, and I am one of the owners of Contact Talk Radio. If you or your organization would like to make a difference around the world globally, then let us help you get your name recognized around the world. Contact Talk Radio has been broadcasting around the world since 2001 and continues to spread uplifting, lighthearted, and enjoyable programming to people from across the globe. If you would like more information on becoming a sponsor and would like to participate in getting your message recognized globally, then send an email to info at contacttalkradio.com radio.com or call Cameron at 425-221-3646. Again, send an email to info at contacttalkradio.com or call me at 425-221-3646. And visit our website often for updates and changes that are always occurring at Contact Talk Radio, www.contacttalkradio.com. That's www.contacttalkradio.com. the way you're wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul gift your yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com welcome back to the soul's journey this is tom jacobs from tdjacobs.com and uh, my guest tonight is adam allen boss uh, from uh, nightlight astrology 
www.maladistrology.com. And uh, we're talking about uh, consciousness, uh, Neptune stuff. We're talking about um, all kinds of other things. It looks like uh, Adam got booted, so we'll we'll uh, reconnect him to the call. Um, so, uh, as we were saying, um, I had the opportunity to work with Linda Hill when she was here in town. She's one of the five speakers on the webinar. And, um, and yeah, watching her work, and, and she does a thing where she, you'll take one symbol, uh, the Sabian symbols, um, are 360 uh, degrees, and there'll be a description, which is kind of a poetic evocation of an image. Uh, and then she weaves stories out of these things. And the way you can correlate um, all of these uh, different things uh, – you know, like I, I watch my progressed moon degree. Uh, I watch my progressed Mercury degree change uh, to to and and I and I use her her um, her take on the symbols to do that. So um, it really like for me already doing channeling, already kind of being you know a conscious knot, you know, like a, a little astronaut of consciousness. Uh, working with her in that way really added something so special to astrology. Uh, it was really great. So Adam, are you back? Yeah, I am. Sorry, great. I think it cut out there for a second. Well, as I said at the beginning of the show, you know, a little pre-Mercury retrograde, you know, stuff. Mercury's about to station in a few days. So so I kind of expected some little, you know, maybe little hiccups or, or speed bumps along the way. Um, so I want to tell the listeners that we will take uh, caller questions in the third part of the show. So after about another 15 minutes after the second break, so I'm going to give you the number right now. It's 877 877- Two three zero three zero six two, and we're gonna we're gonna each look at the chart. We're gonna we're gonna tag team a little bit and uh, and see what and see what comes out of it. So um, yeah. So what other what other kinds of um, astrology? Um, you know, you're you're combining you know uh, ayahuasca, your experiences and your visions with um, you know, with astrology, and then you're also a yoga teacher. So, can you tell me a little more about about your general how your practice works? So, and, because you're kind of combining a bunch of different things into one direction. Right. I mean, I think some like recently something that uh, has been really special for me has been uh, going really deep into horary astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had an. I mean, Pluto's over my moon right now in Capricorn in the ninth house. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I was like fascinated with all things like Plutonian and and also sort of from the past. You know, the sort of traditional astrology and all of this. Mm-hmm. I read a really fascinating book that's really stuck with me called The Moment of Astrology by Jeffrey Cornelius. And um, this book, you know, really emphasizes the sort of divinatory space of the astrological consult where you know we go in with our 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 theories and i i you know in that way i really love you know jeff jeff uh, green i love stephen forrest i love liz green i love rich tar i love all the big ones you know and mm-hmm. and i and i've taken a lot from them and i go in with these theories but then what happens is that week i'm really struggling with I don't know what my, my, you know, my dog, I'm having no patience with my dog. (laughs) And then a client like, you know, comes in to my office and that client is like, you know, really grieving the loss of her dog, you know, And, and it's like, it hits you. And all of a sudden, you know, the guidance in terms of how to shape a session is right there in front of you. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a soul level resonance. I'm really right now. What I'm really fascinated by is how to listen in the context of the session itself for the guidance that that's that's there that's built in that that doesn't uh, it doesn't necessarily have to go uh, you know t- technically in one in one preset direction right. or another. 
Right. Well, that's that's synchronicity. You know, that's the and, and uh, I, well, this is how I ended up. This is this was my, my my different practicums or practica for the different archetypes that I explore. So, like the first one was Lilith, where I said, "Well, gosh, I'm I'm really curious about how this shows up in people's lives." And then, of course, I'm kind of having again my little theories about Lilith. And then, you know, eight clients in a row will be Lilith, whether they're men or women. <laughs> you know, and I'm like. Oh, and that's that's how I get this crash course when I decide to pick an archetype, you know, right. to, to study. Sometimes I'll get info in dreams and in meditation and, and stuff like that, but and I'll have ideas, you know, my, my linear logical mind. But more often than not, that's where it comes in and somebody walks in and asks me the question that I've been wondering about, and then I see you know, so it's 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 I mean that's a way to live with Neptune. You know, that's an amazing right. way to live with Neptune because you – well, you use the word guidance. And, right. um, and for a lot of people, it might seem kind of elusive or how do I – how would I be guided or how would I access intuition or how would I, you know, flow with synchronicities. And, and really, it's about um, – you know, we all have various ways of getting there, but it's about presence. It's about that nudge in the moment of what's, what's coming next, like what is coming next, and and uh, you know, you know, we, you and I each have this real strong Neptunian thing, but we got it such different ways, and and um, but to hear the the resonance of something, you know, yeah. to be able to what vibrates, and and I have these, I have some coaching clients now who will um, now we're in a groove, they know how I work, and they will say, um, well, just tell me what stands out from this list, and and they will list you know three, four, or five things that have been going on, and there's one of those things at least. And uh, whether it's the guides or it's me, you know, the spirit guides or me or whatever, usually my body just goes, you know, you know, right. And it's like, go with that dream or that interaction and that. And so, you know, that's the presence. It's just being present. And I, I do emphasize getting grounded. And um, I tell people to send cords into the earth and practice that on a regular basis. And you know, it's just one tool, um, but people who listen to the show constantly hear me tell people to get grounded and and talk about my own my own process with that. But that's you know, Neptune right. is weird, but when you're grounded and clear, you can pick up on those signals. Right, right, yeah, I, I like um, you know one one thing that I I've had my uh, students do to to like get into the sphere of Neptune is to uh, field a, a client's. Um, you know, issues or concerns or whatever from the context of a chart cast at the beginning of a session rather than accessing their birth chart at all. I thought I um, thought that's where we're going to go with this when you mentioned that horror. horror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Wait. it's not like straight up horror, but it is a way Wait. of just saying like, like, you know, try to access what's here because it's all here too, even though the birth chart is so strong and, and that's completely valid, right? It's just... Mm-hmm. I think I think Neptune asks us to like like just step outside of the hard wiring of the natal chart sometimes. Yeah. Well, so there's a great point because um, so many people study astrology with their computer minds, which is needed. But then we can find that you know, well, I was doing that when I started, and I I remember prepping for my first paid client. Of course, I was nervous and you know, all that, but I. I spent four hours on her chart and then I talked to her for like, you know, 70 minutes or something. And, you know, and and I hear that from students, you know, quite often, how can I trim that down? And, and, um, but that mind, you know, the, well, I want to make sure it's right. 
I want to make sure. And it, it reminds me of um, in Jyotish, the Indian tradition that is sometimes called Vedic astrology, but that's kind of a misnomer. Um, this this ancient tradition, the the student uh, studies to develop the computer mind, and what that means is memorization of tables and and data and facts and you know planetary relationships and all those things um, and all the rules and everything. And then when a chart is actually given to the person, it's a very sacred thing. It's a very special thing. And then the development of intuition uh, through specifically the developing of a relationship with a deity. And I mean, I would say intuition, but they say, you know, developing that relationship. And, and then all the data are in the mind. Right. And then this other practice, which is just as challenging, begins. And, and I, I do believe that every human is intuitive Everybody has a Neptune, and Mercury, for example, is the god who travels between worlds. You know, he's the messenger. Mm-hmm. So everybody has this ability, but to develop that mental thing and then tie it in, I think, is so key. So- Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think of it like, um, you know, like 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 music, really. Like, mm-hmm. you know, to be a great musician, and I'm not a great musician, but I, I've, I've played guitar for a long time, and, mm-hmm. and you know, like you have to learn your scales, you have to learn That's your right. chords, you have to learn the whole technical thing, and once you get that really memorized, I say the same thing, you know, to the to the in the work in the astrology workshops, like it's a it's it's a bear to like memorize backward and forward all of your your aspects and and you know just getting the whole puzzle down but then you know keep combining the planets over and over and over again like what what kind of conversation mm-hmm. does does pluto mercury venus have what about pluto yeah. jupiter saturn like get get mix them up get, and get down, down uh, some memorization of the basic um conversational keywords or whatever you know and and then what happens is over and over and over again you start to discover the soul of the instrument you know and, and then right. it kind of comes forward yeah i That's i'm completely right. agree. and you know it's it is the kind of thing in new age culture right where we want to go straight for the neptunian goodies we want to like get straight to the intuition and and I, but i find really that like it's very it's like it's it's like it's really important that we also like you know when we're you know, from the outset that we tell people like, you know, astrology is like a language and a, and a music in some ways, because I think when we go in saying, oh, this is like a spiritual science, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it can it can mislead people, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. And, and the magic, we want the magic. I mean, that's why we, you know, we, we go to it to, because we crave self-understanding and, perhaps, you know, healing and whatever, but we want to understand ourselves. And so, you know, and we'll all encounter as we're learning people who seem really, uh, you know, who seem really good, you know, good in quotation marks, you know, at it and kind of like, oh, well, you're, you know, aspecting your blah, 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 and this is what it means. And that kind of, you know, how does that get there? And again, the great musicians do focus on basics. And I was actually having a little, this, this last new moon in Libra was right on my Venus in ascendant. So I had a little resurgence of my musician self from the past and nice. well it was very classic for one week i mean i'm, I'm <laughs> the, the fire was here for one week and but anyway um i took my horn down to the garage and and i remembered that i when i was preparing to i didn't go to conservatory but i was i was accepted and preparing to go and then i, I deferred because i started writing and just couldn't i just couldn't practice anymore it's kind of a weird life shift but but in that time i had a 45 minute warm-up <laughs> and, um, you know, it, that seems ridiculous unless you understand that focus on basics. 
You know, right. it seems, and the same, the same with the yoga practice. Really, you're doing a lot of basics all the time. Right. You know, and you're threading them together in a way that, that, but, but also all basics. You right. know, and how can, how can you become a better sprinter? Well, you have to stretch and you have to do the basics. Right. Know, to build all that. And, you know, one thing I always come back to is, as well, and, and, you know, like a lot of people when I say, oh, I work with ayahuasca, it's one of my practices, oh, it's so, that's so far out, you know, it's like, but one of the, the very most fundamental parts of the ayahuasca practice is staying present and, and not like being able to dictate whether or not you are essentially dragged off into visionary episodes and the only way to stay present and to develop that that strength is to breathe and to keep your mind steady so really like even though you can go all over the place vision in a visionary sense the practice is to not do that Right, <laughs> which isn't obvious at all. From no, you wouldn't yeah. think so. I mean, but I mean, a lot of the times, the, the beauty of it, as you know, from being a meditator and a, and a kind of medium yourself, is that by staying focused, you also weed out the delusions and invite in the higher vibrational visions. You know, exactly, and that's that's what I do with my coaching clients. They have this, you know, ongoing opportunity to to do that. And I was actually talking to one woman today, um, and she. You know, it was a past life or it was a childhood thing this week. Maybe a childhood thing came up and uh, some weeks that's past life things and integrating parts of self. And, and the part comes up and carries a feeling. And so she is filled with the feeling. That's what happens to all of us. But then, you know, and I found myself giving her, you know, ad- advice or suggestions and direction that I actually think I, I must give her constantly, which is, well, stay grounded and understand, you know, and this kind of very <laughs> basic thing. But but she's having this very rich, complex experience of this set of emotions from childhood that she hasn't, you know, that has haven't been on the surface before. So I kind of felt self-conscious, like, wait a minute, am I just parroting the same thing I always tell her? But it is that basic premise of staying grounded and in, in, in order to integrate you know to integrate the thing well that's a really interesting experience i'd love to i'd love to um ask your opinion on this because this is something yeah. i scratch my head about so you know with neptune there's this mm-hmm. whole idea of like ecstasy you know of, of like experiencing divine bliss or, or something yeah. like that and um you know, you also hear people in a lot of different therapy modalities saying, like, really release your your anger or really, like, release, you know, whatever you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a part of ayahuasca, too, that's about purging and really, like, go- going for it. But I guess my question is, like, how do you personally discern, you know, kind of when it's more appropriate to sort of sit in your center and when you should let go? Because I find that that's a really tricky thing for myself, let alone to even talk about with other people. Yeah. Well, my own process, and this is what I teach people and, and do in sessions, is is that, you know, to have this model in in you know in mind that there are many, many parts of us. And they're past life parts, they're inner kids, they're, you know, shadow parts, all kinds of you know, the voices, the critical voices of parents or the supportive voices of lovers that we kind of incorporated or absorbed. So we have all these different things. And each one potentially has something that needs to go, but each one can offer something wonderful. So if it's the voice of another person, I suggest, you know, purging it and I have, you know, techniques for that. But if it's an inner kid who's bringing pain, once that pain is processed, then the kid brings joy and spontaneity. Mm. And I mean, I just know from experience when I hit 30, I started to be playful. I mean, I was always kind of trying to have fun and being playful, but I really got younger 
in the last decade. I'm 40 now. And it, it took this process of, you know, but anyway, getting over some of those things, but, it, but it, um, you know, we, they, they bring more spontaneity and joy. So with a past life part being in it, spending time with that part, um, there is a gift, like there is an offering that part can have, but we are in charge of our lives. And so I'm always building bridges, like as a medium, you know, as a, mm-hmm. a you know, literally a medium, a mediator, so that the past life portion of consciousness, which basically belongs to some dude or some woman on some other part of the timeline, it's not here and now, but the emotional thing is here. So I'll help people sort that out and be clear about it. So, but, but in the end, the person actually has access to that more readily. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a larger – I don't know if I'm – am I answering that question? Well, you know, I think a it's like – it's like really – it's like we're like basically invoking Neptune, aren't we? Because I'm, yeah. I'm following what you're right. saying, but it is tricky territory. It probably sounds like nonsense, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's good. I, I follow you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean I wrote, um, I wrote a book about my process with this. Um, called the Soul's Journey Three, a case study, and like the Soul's Journey One introduces like all the the the, the teachings that I use about karma and past lives and the soul and what it is, and it's a lot of stuff from the Ascended Master that I work with, and also reflects some stuff from um, the dead people as I've worked with as a medium. Then the Soul's Journey Two is where I take those concepts and put it in workshop format to make it real for a group of seven people. That's a transcript. And then the third is a case study, which is like my own experience of doing this. So, so I offer that to people as this, you know, model of that. But, but it is like when you finish this book, you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? Cause he's just <laughs> said, here, my name is Tom Jacobs. I'm an astrologer, blah, blah, blah. But it's like you just got taken on this journey through the earth timeline, only 19 past lives. You know, it's, that's all it is. There, I'm, I have access to about 30 of them in my memories that I'm, on a regular basis aware of, but I just kind of picked the 19 and, and it's enough. But anyway, yeah. So we invoke Neptune. We get into this space where everything gets simultaneously bigger. There are more data. There's more, you know, influence to deal with. There's more, um, sometimes more stimulation, but then the trick is to stay focused and grounded. Like right now I'm very aware of, uh, because you and I have created a Neptunian space and I'm totally, you know, my upper chakras are completely open and I have, um, you know, I'm, I'm aware of my feet on the carpet. You know what I mean? Right, like I'm very, right. so we're going to take the second break and then we'll be right back. My guest is Adam Ellenboss and I'm Tom Jacobs uh, on the soul's journey. Stick with us. Wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? 
The book, Jehudi Speaks, offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, uh, working to stay grounded as I uh, have a great Neptunian conversation with astrologer uh, and uh, yoga teacher Adam Allenboss from Nightlight Astrology. Uh, so we totally went into this Neptunian space. I felt my upper two chakras thoroughly activated as though I was going to channel or do some energy work or something. Uh, <laughs> So before the break, so let me give you the number again, callers, um, and call in, and we'll we'll tag team your charts, which is incredibly fun. Eight seven seven two three zero three zero six two, and you can ask one of us a question or ask for both of us to look at something. Um, it can be about anything; it doesn't have to be about Neptunian stuff, but uh, it could be about anything. Um, yeah, I was, I was just telling you, Adam, during the break, I, I love this third house sun, ninth house moon thing. And I, I have my Saturn in the ninth and my moon in the third. So there's a lot of, you know, communication energy. And I, I really like what's, what's been unfolding here. One thing I noticed though, uh, that I only noticed when I pulled your chart up tonight before the show, it's that you have Chiron on your ascendant and your net, your Uranus on your descendant. And I have that reversed. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I, I want to know like what you, you know, put on the spot, but I'm curious, like, how would you, how would you see that kind of difference? Oh, geez. Well, um, you know, I, maybe in, in a, in the simplest sense, um, you know, sometimes I think I attract really Uranian people into my life. Right. And I think I really try to maintain a kind of Taurian chirotic presence. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, and you might be quite the opposite. You might be a very like striking Uranian figure who attracts, um, very like, you know, chirotic Taurian people. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, the, the signs are different. The signs are different. Like my, my Chiron's an Aries on my Aries descendant, but still just that, you know, a lot of people have that opposition in our age group, but, but just like seeing that in there, like you're drawing Uranus, I'm drawing Chiron and here we are, you know. Yeah. I mean, and I think they're good friends because they, cro- I mean, don't they cross each other's orbit or Chiron crosses yeah. in and out of, yeah. Exactly. Um, it, you know, Chiron does feel like uh, there there is uh, like there's a there's a suddenness to the way in which uh, often like you know these soul traumas happen that that lead to wisdom and and healing. So, and I think you know Uranus is um, uh, Uranus is is very you know obviously very similar in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, the other thing, where's oh, Saturn yeah. in your chart? I was really curious to know where Saturn is. Saturn's at nineteen and a half Gemini in the ninth house, and it's retrograde. That's that's nice. See, I was going to say, like, you have to have something third ninth housey going on yourself, so that kind of yeah. explains it a bit. Yeah. Well, in the third, I have um, the Moon is just over the third house cusp, conjunct Mercury and Neptune in the second. 
and those are in Sagittarius. And then, oh, yeah. But then Jupiter and Capricorn, which rules them and rules the third house, is in the third house too. So there's like a super heavy third house, and then the Saturn. It, it's actually with Vesta. Saturn conjunct the asteroid Vesta, or or if it's been promoted, dwarf planet. You know, in Gemini in the ninth. So, like, what that does is it makes me cringe when people say, um, "Hey, guess my sign." I'm like, oh, it's so much, man. <laughs> this is a sacred duty. Don't ask me to guess your, you know, I'm, you know, deer in the headlights, like so stressed because I want to give them a three hour explanation of why that's baloney, you know, why that you can't stop there. And that's right. like the Saturn of the night, you know, taking it really seriously. Well, you know, I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, if you, with the Neptune involved with the, uh, you said it was the moon and Sag? Yeah. Do you have, uh, within your past life stories, I haven't read that particular um, one of your books, but is there a past life memory of being involved in the clergy? Oh, heavens. Yeah, <laughs> really quite a bit. And as, as listeners, regular listeners to the show know, I, I will get self-conscious and you can't see it, but I blush when I get up on a little pedestal or soapbox like because I'm like a preacher. I'm, I am like a preacher. <laughs> but when I That's was, great. But, I mean, so that energy is in me, that kind of like I want to proselytize to show you how astrology is great and how soul is interesting. You know, it's like that. Yeah. I get self-conscious about it. And I don't mind if, if somebody mentions that to me and jokes about that. But when I was at uh, uh, the last time I went to Steve Forrest's intensive, the apprenticeship program, my name came out of the hat. So I got a reading and he was looking at this and he um, talked about the idea of, you know, Corgi. And then he got very specific and said, Father Tom. And my skin, I mean, like, I just lit up and I, because I couldn't, so yeah, there's definitely like clergy <laughs> issues. You know, yeah. Yeah. Clergy issues. Well, we do have a, we do have a caller. Liz is here. Uh, Adam and the listeners, let me give you her data. It's February 23rd, 1970. And uh, Liz, are you here? Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah. It's different timing on the thing, so I'm going to turn the other one down. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Well, what I wanted to ask is your birth time. And the location. Oh, right. 7.16 a.m. Okay. And it's New York City. Okay, great. And uh, and what's your what's your question? Well, um, I'm curious about, um, I am, I feel like the embodiment of Neptune, but um, mm. <laughs> I'm curious about the North Node, Ceres, Venus, all conjunct each other at my ascendant in the 12th house. In Pisces, I'm just wondering yeah. if you guys could talk a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, do you, Adam? Do you want to do you want to do that, or do you want me to start? You know, I, could you repeat the question? It kind of broke up a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I, there's this uh, sort of conjunction of three planets, or um, Ceres, um, Ceres, Venus, and my North Node yeah. on like. I'm my ascendant pretty much in mm-hmm. Pisces in the 12th. I mean, my whole 12th house is packed. And yeah, you get a Pisces. very busy 12th house, yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. just well, wondered let, if there's well, something about you, it that seems like I feel like uh, there's something about purpose or yeah, I don't know. And I and I feel like I, I would like help looking at that. Yeah, Adam. Do you mind if I jump in? Do you mind if I? Yeah. Oh, sure. Go for it. So, so in the way that I the way that I look at this stuff, the North Node represents something we haven't done a bunch of in in different lives, and so planets conjunct. So it tends to feel like 
unfamiliar territory. Um, we prefer our south nodes. We definitely prefer them because it's familiar. Even if we didn't like it or it's not fun, it's where we keep right. starting in a bunch of lives. So, so, but Venus, series, and I'll tell you, Sun is there. It's seven degrees away. So, Sun is there. Right. So, so that means that these three planets weren't integrated in a healthy way. So, Sun is ego, the right to be 12th house or Piscean. Um, Venus is relationships and value system, and Ceres is nurturing and protectiveness. So it's like protecting your art, protecting your values, embodying yourself as a creative person or as a diplomat, lover, artist, whatever, like Venusian things, you know, archetype stuff. But basically, like, you have it in you, but really no one in your world could teach you how to do it. That's the idea of it being opposite the south node. Uh, that, that's, okay. So, but it's in you. Your son is there. It's like you have mm-hmm. to do it, but like people right. are going to look at you and say, well, wait a minute. You're supposed to be doing chores right now or hey, what time is it? And you're like, I just – I'm channeling over here or I'm dreamy or right. I'm imagining. So that, that's, that's my first glance in there. Mm, that's very cool. Yeah. And, yeah, I would yeah, I would go for the um I mean I would I, my my inclination is to kind of contrast the south node like Tom just did is with the Pluto moon uh placement in Virgo right. as well in the 7th and just the idea of what kind of um uh emotional patterns and expectations you may place on yourself within the context of relationships, perhaps placing a, a high degree of importance on what other people have to say about your worth. Um, and, and also just this, this very Virgoan idea of something not quite being good enough and needing to get fixed. Um, uh-huh. and, and, you know, when I think when other people, when we placed a, a high level of like, where, you know, where do I find my emotional security? It's in, you know, these uh, deep, intense encounters with other people and, and what, you know, maybe what I need to do to get better in their eyes versus those Piscean planets that are, that are like about having a healthy sense of selfhood that is also sort of held in in the compassion of God or or, or something mm-hmm. transcendental or, or something like that. Something right. essentially that takes you out maybe outside of the social uh, concern. Yeah, yeah. And I think right. my question can, arises from the sense of, I mean, I could really imagine if, if the world would let me, of really unplugging. <laughs> and so that that's always like, so I feel like that little secret in the 12th house has, Lots of things to tell me about that, but you know, Good I also point. have strong desire to to be purposeful and um, mm-hmm. clear. <laughs> well, so the so the idea is, you know, don't abandon that south node. I mean, that's right. you know really important. But to into integrate what you're doing in the twelfth, and essentially, you know, everything you do in the sixth house would inform what you're doing in the twelfth house. Like, you know, and essentially staying staying grounded, but staying open and kind of. You know, because the idea is to balance those nodes. So that's great. Thank you, Liz, for that question. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much, guys. Great. Yeah, Take thanks care. for coming. Um, so uh, I think we're running out of time with just a few minutes left. Uh, if we take one more caller, it's just going to be like, um, you know, 90 seconds worth, which I think would be really unfair. So so uh, sorry if you're in the queue, but definitely call back in, in other weeks. Uh, in other weeks. Um, so, um, so Adam, let's. I'd like to talk a little more about the the astrology of consciousness. And so, tell people how to find out about astrology at the edge of consciousness. This webinar series. Sure. Go to evolverlearninglab.com. It's evolverlearninglab.com, and you'll find at the 
top page on the left hand side the astrology at the edge of consciousness series tab and you can check out what it's all about you can see tom and what he's going to do in the series and what i'm going to do and what all the other guests are going to do and uh, you can sign up i believe there's maybe there's still an early bird special going on i you'll have to check i'm not sure um the recordings are available for people if they can't be there for the whole thing so that's a that's a bonus yeah so if you sign up for it and you attend you get the the recordings later, but also you can get the recordings without attending. Is that true? Like both things are true? That's right. Yeah. Okay, great. So, yeah, because I know people were in different time zones all over the place and, and with different schedule commitments. And uh, so that's great to have them uh, available, you know, uh, perpetually available, <laughs> whatever existing out there, you know. That's great. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the first thing you've done through Evolver with astrology. Have they done other astrology things, or is that pretty much the first no? Thing? You know, we we did one last year with okay. uh, Ari Moshe Wolf and uh, a few others, Aaron Aaron Sullivan, and and it was a, it was a fun show. It was basically an introduction to like the signs and houses and and okay. stuff like that. So this is a second one, but I'm really excited to hopefully do more of them. Yeah, I like the idea of. Um, I like the idea of uh, – I mean I, I happen to be somebody who – if somebody signs up for tutoring, I will happily teach basics. But you know, when people ask me, have I written any books about basics, I'm kind of like, well, I'm really kind of into this juicy stuff that's kind of you know, a little <laughs> no. different. So, so I love you – know, so I actually usually send people to Steve Forrest's books because I, I really like his approach for basics, you know, how he's you know, really thought things out and explains it in a very thorough Capricorn way. Um, and so, and then I'm like, yeah, and once you digest that, come back. So I love the idea of this, you know, not, not like, you know, high level stuff, but, but less basics and more exploring, you know, exploring astrology as a tool in, in all these different ways. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm glad we could uh, get this interview together, you know, before the event starts. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Um, for if, for people who are interested, and you can go to my website, nightlightastrology.com, and there's lots of other stuff there folks can look at too. Great. Cool. Well, thank you for thank you for coming on the show. This has been this has been really fun. I definitely feel like my Neptunian doorway has eased closed, so I feel like myself again. So that's good. <laughs> kind of the, right on. You know, a little freight train rhythm of like you know the thing feeds itself and then it kind of spins and. Yeah, before we took that break, I was I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And uh, then you mentioned, I think we're invoking a ne- you know Neptune, and I was, you know, definitely. So <laughs> great. Well, thanks again for joining me, Adam, and I'm and uh, I'm looking forward to talking with you on uh, November 21st when I'm doing doing my thing, and I hope yours goes well on October 22nd. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. Great. Thank you. So for everybody else, um, find me on the web. Keep in touch. Uh, explore tutoring and readings and Soul's Journey sound bites and. 13 original books at tdjacobs.com and you can also keep in touch with me uh let me know what you like about the show let me know you're listening uh and uh let me know um just keep in touch i'm a pluto and libra person i love to hear from you so thanks again and i'll see you next week you've been listening to the soul's journey with tom jacobs a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. 